podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi everyone, uh, welcome back to episode 8 of the FPL Reaction podcast with Dream Team Tonic, um, with me, uh, FPL Reaction, and Max, Maxi Arsenal on Twitter. So, how have you been this week, Max? Good, apart from the fact that my team's been doing poor. Apart from that, all good, mate. Good, <laughs> great, great to start on a positive. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's... um. Hopefully, you, hopefully your team done a bit better there this week. Just gone. So lots uh, to discuss this week. Starting with a double bill of pick three uh, winners in this episode, as we didn't actually finish game week thirty five off um, during the last podcast. So the pick three winner from game week thirty five was at capital D, capital T, capital T, Onic Ban, DTT Tonic, DT Tonic Ban. Um, his name is Ban on Twitter at Dream Team Tonic. So he won with a huge 53 points. Obviously, he's part of the, the group that we're in, Max. So it's great to see uh, fellow um, Dream Team Tonica uh, doing well. So 53 points with Ben Take, Bruno Greenwood. So again, give give Ben a follow. That's at DT Tonic Ben. And the second winner was FPL Flannel. Uh, that's at Capital F. Lowercase PL, capital F, flannel, flannel. Uh, again, his name being FPL flannel as well. Again, uh, with a huge pick with uh, Fran Torres, actually 20 points in the first game. So, I mean, I was looking at that and thinking this guy's probably won this whole round already um, after the first game. So, I mean, along with Marnie and Godfrey as well, topping that up, it gave it gave him 27 points. So, again, both, both, uh, both deserve a um, a follow uh, for for the wins, and let's just go quickly over the games that played and assets that affected everyone during the, the the blank game week last week. So to start with, City versus Newcastle. I mean, what game that was! So it started with no Edison, Kevin De Bruyne, Diaz, Stones, Foden. More importantly for me, Morris, who I brought in on a punt. Uh, Morris, someone who I brought in honestly, thinking he would he would start considering he didn't actually play um, he's not actually played that much along with Foden to be honest so initially disappointing um surprised to see Scott Carson goal uh no Wilson due to uh, his injury obviously but um Gunnigan starting which took me took me back a little bit because he's, he's usually uh, out of the team with, with players like Foden and, and Morris so it was 1-0 uh, with Kraft uh had a goal from the corner Shelby assist uh, Cancelo equalised. Great goal. Reminded me um, of the good old days, but I didn't actually have him. Uh, funny how his his uh, double double game week, his game weeks worked out actually, and we'll and we'll, we'll soon see um, why. So Cancelo equalised with great goal. Gundogan assisted to uh, Torres, so made it two one. Joe Linton then win the panel win a win a penalty. He put it away to make it two two. Uh, Willick actually missed. Another penalty, but he then tapped in the rebound to make it 3-2. Again, Willick proving that he's a great, um, great budget option. 
and then well done to anyone who had him uh, yet again. I think that's five returns out of five now. So uh, Cancelo assisted Torres again to complete his hat trick. So again, huge, uh, huge, huge haul from Torres. I think it was about twenty points. So I said four 0 You said one one, Max, and it was four three. So I got the result correct there. I mean. What a game. I mean, it, it's great to see Cancelo back at the points, even if I don't have him, to be honest. And I think the game itself lacked any major control um, by by City. I mean, it was a great goal and a great hat-trick by Torres. Um, what did you make of the game, Max? I'm just happy that Joe Willock, as you probably predicted that I would mention him again. He seemed The thing is, we discussed him um, a few weeks ago on the pod, and I was... Um, I was jokingly saying, oh, I'm going to bring him in. If only I went by my words, and I did, because he's, like you said, he's he's doing really well. I know he got, the, like you said, he missed the penalty, but he got, so he's continuing to to return, and Newcastle continuing to um, to battle with some good kind of final fixtures. It looks like a decent running. Um, Torres uh, is another player that, I know he got the hat-trick, and so it's easy for anyone to say, oh, yeah, you should get him, but the fact that he's starting in that kind of forward position, and he looks like one player that you probably could... Um, could predict that he will play and he will start is looking like an also a good alternative and a, another asset to potentially take a risk on. But yeah, City, um, City conceding free doesn't look too good for the def- for uh, defensive assets if you've got any. And if you're looking at the while we're doing this pod right now, a certain player is is not done too well either. Yeah, I mean that that covers City anyway. So let's just move on to Leeds versus Burnley. Um, now, all the main assets started for that with, for both, um, with, with Dallas, Bamford, Bidra, Wood, all of those starting. Rafina also returning to the starting lineup, which was good to see. Uh, he was close to bringing in, um, bringing back actually with Salah, but went with Mares and Son instead. So, obviously, that didn't work out um, at all. Um, but Dallas actually had more shots than Bamford and Rafina, I think, in the first half. So, I mean, what a run by, uh, by Click uh, for the goal to bend around the keeper's right hand side. He made it 1-0 and a very lucky assist for Rafinha, actually, who um, who passed that ball in his own half. But, um, yeah, a great run. Um, Harrison, another player who had um, another great differential, actually, who 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 had a really, really good game. Uh, made it 2-0 with the slightest of flicks um, from an Alioski shot. Uh, Rodriguez then made it free. And then Harrison then assisted to, uh, sorry, Rodrigo, um, a brace, actually, for Rodrigo after coming on for Bamford. Um, who, who came off actually in the 60th minute again? Um, those minutes, obviously, you know, being managed uh, constantly. Um, so, I mean, Leeds were pretty rampant um, against Burnley and, and looked miles, miles better. Um, but another blank from Bamford, Vidra, and Wood today, and for me, and obviously a big clean sheet for, for me. I knew Max of Meslier for you and Dallas for me, who, who, to be honest, I thought Dallas might have sneaked um, an attacking return, but. In terms of um, score prediction this week, I went for a 2-2. Max, you went for a 2-0 lead and it was 4-0 lead. So you uh, you took us back to a tie in this round. So 1-1. One, one. So um, good one there. Uh, what did you make of the game? I'm just frustrated with Bamford, to be honest. As a Bamford owner, whenever I bring him in, he he comes off after before 60th minutes. I mean, like you said, um, Leeds looking, looking to... Uh, they kind of run right, to be honest. Um the one player that you probably not many people in the community owned was Rodrigo, and with the two goals, is probably not going to have too much impact on their 
kind of fellow uh, other people had him in kind of in your mini league or in general. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I expected uh, Leeds to with the attacking players they've got to kind of cause some problems with uh, Burnley playing a bit more attacking wise as well. But yeah, not a four nil, not a but um, yeah, I got the prediction right. So yeah, we pulled one back there. Moving on to Southampton versus Fulham. So. Ings in the line of game with Adam starting as uh, alongside. Um, Chad Adams actually scored to make it 1-0 from a, a, a JWP, uh, a James Will Prowse assist. Uh, I think you had him in the team, didn't you, Max? So two two good differential uh, returns there. So um, uh, Tyler then scored from a Walker Peters assist to make it two. Uh, Fabio Carvalho scored to get one back for Fulham from a Bobby Cordova read assist. And then Walcott then finished the game off with a goal from a Teller assist. So uh, a good goal for Teller, quiet one for Ings. Fulham didn't really create a lot for me and quite surprised they scored, actually. So, again, a blank for, for Ings, which I was a little bit surprised at. Um, lots of goals and a good game to watch, actually. Um, I mean, we both went 1-0 Southampton, so we both got the, the result right, which, took, which then takes us to a all tie for this round so what's on that one Max? Yeah I was frustrated also well not frustrated the fact that I did name Ings well not to, to break the news early but yeah I did think Ings would do well against Fulham um, Adams obviously looking sharp and getting the goal happy with a um, kind of a Ward Prowse assist though and Ward, with Southampton and some of the key attacking players looking quite sharp even if it's not Ings it's Adams he is also another player that if you haven't got or considering to he is a good player to look at. Um, but yeah, I w- wasn't surprised by the result to be to, to be perfectly honest. So which brings us to West Brom, uh, West Ham, sorry, and Brighton. Um, Antonio Lingard, Kufel, uh, Kufel Cresswell, all the main FPL assets start. Brighton missing both Dunk and Veltman. Um, so a lot of people um, looking to target this game in terms of West Ham and uh, might, might be in for a little surprise. Um, Rice returned from injury to solidify the back line. Um, now, there was no goals, actually, until the 84th minute and, and, and felt that it was quite a um, quite a dull game. It, there was not really much in it. It was quite tight, actually. I was a little bit surprised. Um, but then I shouldn't have been because Brighton have been good defensively this year. Um, but Danny Welbeck proven deadly on the counter attack yet again uh, with an 84th minute goal. And then... And then obviously we saw the equaliser with Ben Rama, um, and that was a great goal to to equal things up. So no attacking returns or clean sheets for owners really until that that one. And West Ham chucking away their potentially the Champions League hopes along with again Antonio Lingard blanking yet again. So reiterating a point, reiterating a point I, I made last week actually about avoiding the double up on their attack. So a tough decision ahead for Lingard owners against West Brom next and. And three blanks in a row now, but yeah, it just seems to be playing a lot deeper and took a little bit of a step back. That's how you look at it, isn't it, Lewis? Because you could look at it like, well, maybe West Ham, their last coming, they might throw everything at it to try and claw that kind of Champions League spot. And then it, maybe you could argue that Lingard is the key to that if they're going to do that. But then on the other hand, like, like if he's, if he's um, blanked in the last three, is that he's becoming a risk more now than a kind of. Where it was before, more of a differential kind of pick. Yeah, I mean, he's got a great fixture deck, so we can't, we can't sort of. He's not going to move from my team. He's definitely not going to go anywhere because it's West Brom next. Um, 
But yeah, so I, I said 2 0 um, West Ham and Matchy went 2 1 West Ham. So again, both um, both wrong on that one. Um, and thoughts in general on that game, Max? I know you've already mentioned Lingard slightly, but yeah, any, any more thoughts on that one? Just with um, Danny Welbeck, he's looking very lively and. I only I only see a couple of people kind of from the FPL community picking him. Um, he's a very valuable differential from if you did pick him for that game, and he's he's making the runs in, and he's he's looking very um very tidy as many ways to say. So yeah, I think he's a he's a good pick as well if you are because we're at the point now of the season where it's it's all about probably taking a bit of risk now. Um, so he might be one of those players that you consider. Yeah, um, Villa and Crystal Palace. So. No Grealish to start with. Uh, McGinn actually scored uh, with a goal that, that hit the post um, and it was without an assist. So Mitchell, Mitchell assisted Benteke to put away a head goal and wipe in uh, Martinez clean sheets out. So so he took it, he, he made it 1-1. So, I mean, Mitchell 3.8 million providing an assist to um, Benteke, who is a complete differential. I mean, it's it's great for obviously punters, isn't it? So a lot of differential goals and returns this week. Um, last week just gone actually. So Watkins then assisted Al Ghazi with the back header to make it two one. And Eze then assisted Zahar to make it two two. So a goal for Zahar owners finally after punting on him in the double game week. So I mean I think owners does I didn't own Zahar, but I think owners did probably deserve something from Zahar. To be honest, it was it's about time and. And and Eze providing the second, uh, providing the, the third assist actually um, for Mitchell. So two assists for Eze again. Um, double double week is from last week. Punting on Eze, great stuff. It's two two assists yet again, and a great run that Eze's on. And and obviously Mitchell, who's three point eight million. It's it's just bonkers, isn't it? A goal and an assist. Um, I mean, what is cheap? What are the cheapest players in the game? And a thirteen pointer. So. Yeah, I mean, a, a great win for Palace. So, I mean, we again, we both got got the result wrong there, Max. But what did you uh, what did you make of the make of the game? Great, some great differential returns uh, there, wasn't there? Yeah, definitely. Um, similar to well uh, to Welbeck, Benteke is another player, another striker that you that if you have picked him, he is he's he's getting you them points and he's looked at, looked in form recently. Maybe maybe it's because they all because I've just seen it come out. I think it was in the news today that Roy Hodgson might be leaving at the end of the season. So maybe all of all of uh, the Palace players are trying to trying to give him a good send off and try, and that's helping with the performances. But I thought Eze was a little bit lucky with the uh, the final assist. I don't think Mitchell knew too much about it. <laughs> but um, Zaha, yeah, he was unlucky to not get an assist as well, and he looked he did look. Um, looked lively and looked a bit more sharper against Villa. So yeah, Palace looking looking a little bit more decent. But when you look at their team, to be honest, Lewis, I think they have got some good players. And it's, you could argue it's sometimes these results aren't too surprising with some of the some of the quality they do have in the team. It's just, of course, like like most games and most teams, it's about uh, kind of bringing that quality out in the games. Yeah, exactly. I think the, the problem was about Crystal Palace. We've heard this week, obviously, that. That Roy Hodgson um, is leaving, and they've got loads of players out of contract, and and there's, so there's so much going on at Crystal Palace already. So whoever whoever comes in, that'll be interesting to see if they can get the most out of uh, Zahar and and who else comes in because they can't they can't carry on with the with, with the team they've got surely. Um, but moving on to 
Spurs and Wolves actually. So, um, so a, a great game for FPL managers um, in terms of Kane, Son. They, you know, there's there's a lot of big players and a lot of captaincies in this. So, Kane actually hit the post um, pretty quickly into the game and two goal line clearances by Wolves. Uh, it was just a bit hectic at the start. So Hodgeberg, Hoyberg actually assisted Kane to make it one 0 So. Fantastic for 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 captains of Kane like like me obviously, um, Bale assisted um, Hoiberg. So I mean, Hoiberg, a great game for him in terms of um, attacking returns. So I mean, quite an easy win for Spurs and, and actually should have probably won it uh, by by a lot more. I felt uh, Kane had plenty of chances to score more and return more points in that game, and it, it really felt like a game for him. And even after 10, 30 minutes and you know, for me, for me, he should have he should have scored a lot more, and um, it was a little bit not to be um, an appreciative of, of the goal he scored as a, as ten in terms of a captain. Um, I, I just feel he could have got a lot more there. So, as a son only, I mean, it it, it was a, it was a tough game to watch, and and for, for son owners, I imagine anyway, because obviously you know I sold him. So, I mean, he he just sort of. He just didn't seem that involved in the game at all, and and and, and again, um, similar to to Bale, but obviously Bale got the assist. Now, again, I expected more from from Tottenham. Um, expected Wolves to be bad going forward, and they were pretty terrible actually. I mean, the only clear chance they got, I thought, was a size header, which I think they probably should he probably should have put away. Um, so I went for a three now. Max, you went for a three one. So again, both got the result right. So taking us to a four four um, tied this 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 week. What did you reckon of the game? Well, you mentioned Son and I captained Son, so it was it was very frustrating for me at watching that. Um, yeah. But Kane, I think um, he looked like he could have scored three, and I think he's definitely a player that is also going probably for the golden boot now. So in the final couple of games. He is one player that I think, if you got haven't got him, consider to get him and probably slap a captain on him as well. And if you, I'm not sure what the news is in terms of whether he's staying at Spurs or not. There's been kind of spe- some people saying he's leaving. I think it was Sky Sports that said he was, and then there's been a speculation. But you could argue that could only help him if it is his last season at Spurs. Then he's going to want to finish that kind of well. So that's another kind of positive to, to get Kane. Um, mm. But yeah, Wolves didn't look too good, to be honest. And I wasn't surprised with the, with the Spurs win. It should have been more. So a bit of breaking news. Obviously, while me and you uh, record this pod, Max, we're probably going to get some goal alerts. And we know there's a couple of games uh, tonight. Well, there's a lot of games tonight as it's Tuesday night. Um, so just looking now that Bamford scored and he got the final assist in the 95th minute. So Leeds, Leeds made that 2-0 against Southampton. So... A goal and an assist for Bamford there, Max. Great as a as a owner. It's something to be happy about. <laughs> the last week was a very frustrating getting taken off before the 60th minute, so he's rewarded his owners. He I, imagine... owns him in... I know he owns himself, doesn't he? I yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine, so I imagine that's a double digit for him, taking away all the bonus points as well. So moving on anyway, uh, West Brom, and I don't own Bamford, so I'm feeling quite bitter. But moving on, West Brom versus Liverpool. Uh, shock injury to Yotta actually uh, before a ball even got kicked, which seemed to slip everyone by. And in the in the fact that no one 
you know, knew he was injured from the previous game against United. So actually ruled out um, for the for the rest of the season. So huge impact on my week in terms of transfers and I imagine a lot of other people. So I mean and, and usually shields me against Salah along with Trent and, and obviously talking to Trent, he, he actually lost his clean sheet after 15 minutes. And I thought, here we go again, another another no another non-clean sheet. Um but then obviously Pod favourite in Pereira, assisted Robson Cardo. So, I mean, I can moan about Trent, but it's great to see Pereira doing so well. And and I, I get five returns in his last seven for Pereira. I mean, the worst thing that could have happened, or the best thing for the for the clever out, clever people out there, um, assist, uh, Marnie assisted Salah. So, I mean, I, I didn't own any of them. So, I mean, great for Salah captainers. Um, so, equaliser there. Um, and and again, great for Salah captains and obviously the craziest thing to, thing ever to happen um, from a, a Trent assist was was the Alison header from the corner to put Liverpool in contention for the Champions League at the top four, which I, I thought was absolutely bonkers. Um, so I said four one, you said four nil. So both got the uh, both got the result right there, Max. So what did, what did you make of the game? What did you make of Alison's goal? Nuts. I tried to. I looked into it. I think Allison, because there was an article I think from Klopp a while ago mentioning about how he could play outfield and how he's actually pretty decent. And I don't know whether when he was younger he has played in an outfield position, like when he was kind of first starting out. So you could argue he has the talent there. But I mean, it's a ma- mad that he scored. And to be honest, I don't think any West Brom player was actually marking him. He was just, and I know he's a goalkeeper, but he's. As an aerial threat, he's probably if he's there unmarked, you you got to at least try and mark him. But yeah, I mean, it's great, great goal and batting him from Liverpool to kind of to do it again. How Robson Carney a tidy finish. Um, I always I always thought he was decent actually he, when he was at his Reading um, when he was back at playing at Reading. I used to watch Reading quite a lot because not too far away from where I live. So yeah, it was quite um good to see him score because he's been benched a lot this season but yeah Liverpool it's it's last couple of games now so very interesting to see how I'll finish up in the Prem. Yeah another, another win from Liverpool pushing the title the uh, the top four hopes back in uh, back in well I'm putting pressure on Chelsea again actually and, and, and Leicester moving on to Everton and Sheffield United so I mean going into this I think everyone can assume that Everton they, they were going to win this and, and win it well or, or at least not concede here. So there was only one goal in the game and it was scored by a player called Jabberson um, for Sheffield United who had only played um, before this game um, 90 minutes of football, less than that. So anyway, finishing 1-0 to Sheffield United and reflecting the fact that Evan just really poor at home and also highlights the fact that they are a very inconsistent team. Um, so huge disappointment for me this game. I have to give it to Sheffield United actually who I thought Played pretty similar to the, the way they played last year, and in the way they were they were at it, they they looked hungry, and it's the way they 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 weren't actually games last year, and so so kudos to them. But anyway, a one nil win, and me going two nil, and you going three nil, Max means that this week's score predictions is a draw. Um, so again, keeping you on a three two. What did you think of the game, and what do you feel about how do you feel about you being? I don't know how big, big point I didn't get a goal to be honest, but you could argue Ramsdale. He made some great saves, and to be fair, 
Sheffield United did have a couple of chances, so you could say, you know what, they they deserved it. And at the same time, they held on. It's a long time to hold on for that 1-0, especially against some of the attacking players that Everton have. So fair play to the young young lad that scored the goal. And for Everton, you've got... You, you ought to be more clinical, and I think they, I think we're now we we for Arsenal from an Arsenal perspective, we're not far away from them now, so it's a chance for us also. But um, some crazy saves, and yeah, like you said, I'm happy that uh, you haven't overtaken me in the prediction so far. So <laughs> happy for the draw. I just let it slip, haven't I? Two 0 I thought, I thought, I can't believe this guy is letting me beat him this well, much, this and then out of nowhere, and out of nowhere, three in a row. Um, but yes, plenty of time. Two rounds left. Hopefully turn it around. Um, I mean, so that's the games covered. Let's just look more into how we both did last week. Did we climb? Did we fall? Let's, let's, let's just take a look. Um, we'll start with my team. So Martinez, uh, I mean, what a howl of a game he had against Crystal Palace conceding three and two, just two points. So I know we took a few save points, but he just, they just got absolutely ripped apart, didn't they? And, even though they had Grealish at one point, he, who didn't actually look very good, to be to be fair, uh, just got ripped to shreds. So two points from from Martinez. Dean, stressful, letting the most assured clean sheet of the season to a player who's played two games. Also, it's just you know just awful. So I mean, two points from Dean. It should have been not only a clean sheet; it should have been more, but it wasn't. Um, so two points from Dean. Regulon. Six points, as as expected, a clean sheet against Wolves. It would have been nice to see him get an attacking return, but Wolves did defend well, Cody especially, although they did lose two, and I thought it was really, really good. Um, so a nice nice uh, six-pointer from Rebel on there. Trent, six points, an assist and bonus point for assisting Allison from the corner. So crazy six points I think I've had all season, actually. So a, a good week overall um, for, for Trent, to be fair. Lucky, actually. Um, another another six points from a defender. So Dallas, a good defence this week. Um, just just one blank from the back four. Solid, I thought, against a really attacking Burnley side, and actually had quite a few shots. So again, I'll take the six. He could have got more, but I'll take the six. I'm happy with that. And then um, and then obviously obviously here comes the disappointing midfield, as usual. Um, Lingard two points. Just didn't seem at it again. Thought he looked okay, but Brian. We're really good defensively, so it's it's hard to to knock him. But Lingard, it's it's hard to keep defending him. Um, so Jota, zero points, didn't play, injured. Um, so surprise for me, yeah, surprise for everyone actually. Um, taking me down to ten players, ten starting players. Mares again didn't play, no bench either um, because it was a blank week and. Uh, a lot of my Chelsea and Leicester assets sat on the bench, so took me down to nine starting players. Um, Son, three points, and everyone who let me down, actually. Another, another player I thought would have quite a good game against Wolves, um, and I know you captain himself, Max, and rightly so, because you'd expect more from Son in a game like that, but no, three points. Um, Kane captain, 16 points, so sounds great, but I mean, it should have should have been a lot more, as I said before, and can't complain much because 16 points is a good captain return, but really poor from Dominic Carver and similar to Dean. Unexpected result, two points, just just a bad game for me, Everton and Sheffield tonight. So 
overall from nine players, a team total of 45. Again, a really tough week. Again, to bear in mind the fact that I only have nine players, I will take it. So I'm not, I'm not too too disappointed. Um, it's just a shame that I'm not making big strides of progress. So a rank drop of 22k, so a small one I can take from 580k to 602k. So a bit of a write-off, to be honest. Any any better, Max? How did you get on this week? No, not better, Lewis. Originally, I started the game week with 10 players, but I also own Yotta, so it dropped me down to nine, similar to you. So if I start from the kind of the back, Melier uh, got me seven points, um, clean sheet and a save point, which was good. Happy there, but Robertson, yeah, do you know what? For the price, I should have got rid of him ages ago. I don't know why I've held on to him for so long. I think I've just been one of those blindly loyal managers that, that shouldn't be. He hasn't really done anything really all season, to be honest. To be honest, I think, I think. Sorry, I think. I think if I was, if I were you as well, I would have probably held him as well, um, just because of the fixtures and stuff. So I don't think you've made a bad decision there. It's just not really it's tricky, isn't it? Because yeah. He's had the, yeah. He's had looking at his actual overall points. They're not that bad, but he's like if you compare him to because of the price, of course, and you kind of if you prepare, um, compare him to Trent at the moment. He's obviously not getting the same assists, and he's not mm. really the kind of the quality balls he was putting in last season. Whether they're there or then, I don't think he's been that off his game. I don't know. Maybe it's just the the way the way it's ran this season. I don't know. But yeah, he's been a frustrating owner, and he only got me two points. Um, he's definitely not as creative as he was last season. I think. But yeah, um, if I move from him, Dallas, who got me a clean sheet and six points, which was which was good. Um, size I weren't expecting much to be honest one pointer um, it was more because I had quite a lot of players that weren't playing so it meant that I had to kind of start him yeah Yotta which was one of the players I just mentioned he dropped me down to nine players then if I go into my um, transfer I brought in so I brought in uh, Ward Prowse for Madison and he got me an assist which I was happy with um, he's as I said, he's, I thought he's looked, looked quite decent, so I'm happy with that, actually gaining something from the transfer. Um, then if we move on to Son, I captained Son, as as we said, and it was just frustrating because I felt that he would get more involved in the game. And to be honest, there was times in the game where you could see he was a bit frustrated because he was he was kind of making these runs and kind yeah. of dropping out of position a little bit to try and get involved, and it was just not, just not happening for him. Um, it was perhaps a, a little bit... Um, risky in the fact that I captained him because I did uh, captain him not, uh, I think it was two weeks before as well so I probably should have played it safe with uh, Kane but it is what it is. If I move on to my strikers now, so if I go to Bamford one pointer yeah it's uh, frustrating but like you said just now in terms of he's, he's paid me back with a goal and assist and probably the bonus points so perhaps I can look past the poor performance but he has had a lot of these um below 60 minutes and it's it's incredibly frustrating that you don't yeah. get two points not that one point one point makes much of a difference but it is annoying um Kane eight points I should have of course in hindsight I should have captained him but I thought I was going like we said going into that game I thought Son was a reasonable captain's pick and a kind of more of a differential captain pick as we know I'm looking to Kane as much rank as possible and then finally DCL two points yeah, you should have. You against Sheffield United, bottom of the league, 
the worst kind of defence you would expect them to do a little bit better. But so that overall put me at thirty nine points, which isn't too far off where you were, Lewis. But again, mm. it's not where I want it to be, and it dropped me again a little further down. So it's about I'm about just over one point one million now. Oh. So it's it's annoying, but um, we've seen some of the kind of familiar kind of errors, especially I'm making. Um, and we can you can kind of build on that knowledge for the ne- for the next season for sure. So I think a week to forget for um, both of us to be honest this week again, and we just need to make that last last push now to to sort of get get into our sort of targets. Just to, just to break away quickly from the chat, Foden's just made a great great solo run. Could have squared it tomorrow. It's obviously, I own Mara. Simple finish for Mahrez, but Phone had to do the spectacular and score, but what a goal it was. So it's just one 2 0 see there. Um yeah, great goal. Um I think it's a, it's only right that we look at the, the games ahead or even though uh, we know that a couple have finished already. So I think it's right that we get in our predictions to to what we what we originally had. So we'll start with this, the the Man United and Fulham game, which has just finished one one. Um, and I went for a 3-0 United win, so obviously completely off with that one. What did you go for, Max? I went for 1-1. I bet nah, you did. <laughs> I went for 4-1 United. Um, I thought United were going to kind of blitz them, but obviously wasn't meant to be. So, Southampton are leads the, oh wow, another amazing goal by Trossard to make it 2-1 City. So, yeah, just quickly touch upon the Southampton Leeds game because obviously that's finished, not finished 2 0 Leeds. So, I expected this to be, to, for there to be a lot of goals actually, but, um, but I went for a 2 2. I went for 2 1 Southampton. So, 2 2, another, another wrong result for us there. Um, let's look at the game that is currently playing now. Um, so, Brighton have looked tighter. Um, I mean, I went for a 3 0 and it's currently 2 1 City. So obviously, I won't get the correct result there. What did you go for, Max? I went for 3 1 City. So potentially. So still on. Still potentially. on. Uh, Chelsea versus Leicester. So a must win game for Chelsea. There's a lot of comments that Tuchel didn't respect the FA Cup, actually, what he was wearing and his team lineup and stuff. Poor Tommy, uh, hey, Tom, poor Abraham. Yeah. He didn't even get a... Uh, so he actually got us um, that far um, with a couple of goals. So not even in the... Uh, the on, not even on the bench, actually. So I did, I did question the lineup myself, to be honest. No no Pulisic. You know, there, there, we, there was no... It, it wasn't our first team. Kappa was in goal. Um, but, I mean, what a goal by Tielemans in, in the Cup. Can't forget that. Um, and to be honest, if it was any other team... That we lost that too, I, I wouldn't mind it being Leicester. Uh, we just need to get our head straight for tonight's game, um, which is huge. Uh, so that will be for top four. So I've gone for a 2 1 Chelsea and a must win playing our best team. And I've just seen the lineup and it is our best team out. Um, so what have you gone for, Max? 2 0 Chelsea. Yeah, he's going to, he's looking, Tuchel's going to want to rectify that FA Cup final loss. So that's why I've gone for a kind of they're not conceding at all. And of course, you've been you've been quite decent in the league as well, defensively. So, yeah, 2-0. Everton versus uh, Wolves. So, two really uh, dull teams to start. I mean, I feel like we, we never know what we're going to get with with either of them, um, to be honest. And 
a lack of quality means a lack of goals. So I've gone for just a 1-0 Everton win for that one. 2-1 Everton. Yeah. Triore is going to be attacking, I think, and going to nick an assist or a goal. He needs to prove himself, doesn't he? He's had an awful season, doesn't he, this year? It's just not worked out for him this year at all, Traore. Um, Newcastle versus Sheffield United. So looks on paper to be a poor game, but the way Sheffield United played, actually, and the amount of goals that Newcastle are scoring lately, I feel like we could get a really good game. So I've gone for a 2-1 Newcastle win. Yeah, it's interesting you say that, because I thought Newcastle will, as you said, they've been scoring a few goals. But if you look at Sheffield United this season, I know I've, some of the previous predictions have been like, oh, Sheffield United are going to lose massively. But mm. I, I need to actually take a sit, have a sit down and have a look at it. But I know for sure they have not been losing games massively when they have been losing. No, they haven't. No. Most of the games have been like one one goal. They've only lost by one goal. And it's throughout yeah. the season. So to be fair to them, I know they, of course, they're not, they haven't done enough. But So that's why for this, I've gone for actually a two-all. So, yeah, two-all draw for this one. So I think we've both gone for quite a good game there, haven't we? And lots of goals in that one. Um, Spurs versus Villa. I mean, Villa have been so poor at the back lately. And, and to be honest, Spurs have looked like they could score four to five goals per game, um, under Mason especially. So I've gone for a 3-1 Spurs. 2-1 Spurs for me. Crystal Not Palace. As, uh, yeah. Not, on, sorry, not as uh, many goals for as as you predicted, but I just feel Villa have they have got kind of some some decent defensive players. So and of course they've got the attack, and I know they have got Grealish, and that's mass um, that's affected them massively this season. But as we've seen, like players like Troy or Real Garza kind of dropped in and scored a few goals here and there, and Watkins has kind of been there throughout, getting either an assist or a goal. So that's why I've gone for for them to get one goal. So again, Crystal Palace and Arsenal. So two informed teams actually in terms of scoring goals, and I do think Arsenal have found some sort of rhythm. Um, they are playing well, and, and the players seem to be gelling um, a little bit better. I mean, maybe you can clarify that. But Arsenal have looked a lot more of a team lately. So I've gone for a two-one Arsenal. I've gone three-one Arsenal. I think. Um... Palace, yeah, Palace have looked better, and I think Ben. I wouldn't be surprised if Pentake bloody scores a header against us. But <laughs> that's why I've, that's why I put one goal for us to concede. But I think we have looked a bit better um, last couple of games, and I have. This is why I think that perhaps we might. You never know if the results might go away. We might sneak a Europa League spot, but the fact that I'm kind of hoping for Europa League spot is kind of where we are at the moment as a club. Is not where we want to be. So, yeah, three one Arsenal there. Burnley versus Liverpool. Now, Burnley is shipping some major goals at the moment. I expect an open game, uh, but to the absolute peril of Burnley. Uh, so it could be a huge scoreline um, for, for Liverpool. So I've gone for a 4 0 win there. 4 0. I've gone for a 2 0. I don't know why. Because, because the reasoning you've used to kind of support the fact that you think there's going to be a lot of goals is, is sound, but. I just feel like, yeah, the 2 0 is just jumping out of me, so that's why I've gone for it. Okay, so West Brom uh, versus West Ham. I think this could be a quite a high scoring game, actually. I actually think this would be a really, really good game. So I've gone for a 3 2 West Ham win. I've gone for a 
gone for a two-all draw. Pereira, I think, while we've I've, we've mentioned him on the pod before, he is he's surely too much quality for the for the championship. So you could argue that this is kind of a window for him to kind of prove himself as well. So that's why I've gone for. Him. And also, West Brom have been getting goals a lot recently. So that's why, yeah, that's why I've gone for that. And West Ham, I think, are just going to lose the plot and not get the top four. So that's why I've gone for the draw. I think so too. I think West Ham will just miss out. Um, so that's all our predictions locked in. Um, so currently, again, it's 3-2 to you, Max. So I need to really pull one back uh, this week. Let's just move on to how we line up this week. So my original, pl- my original plan um, was there was two scenarios. So there was, the, there was a move, and this was a minus four. So there was a move for uh, Rafina and Mane or Salah and Willock. Um, now, although I did want Rafina, um, it was it's it's a shame actually because he looked a really really good player for this week Rafina and, and obviously he's obviously we found out tonight that he's blank so might have just worked out um, so in the end I did go for uh, Salah and Willock um, after Salah I only ended up with four point nine million and um, Salah and Willock actually took a price took a price rise overnight um, and I had point two spare so. When I came round to do it in the transfers today, it was dead on. Um, so I was quite lucky there. So, yeah, again, uh, Salah, um, Son went out for uh, Salah. And Willock came in for Yotta, um, who, who originally we did think was injured. Um, but um, according to reports today, um, Klopp was saying that um, he could potentially play on the weekend, which which is huge. But I don't think I'm willing to risk it against um, Burnley. Um but yeah, let's just look at the lineup. So Martinez, with Pope still a, a doubt, he plays Liverpool. It's up to Martinez to to get some save points because obviously, if he got if he kept the clean sheet, it would mean that Kane would blank and I own Kane. Um, Regulon versus Spurs. So, I mean, uh, sorry, Regulon versus Aston Villa. I'm not expecting a a, a clean sheet. Um, now, Aston Villa can can sort of score they can score a lot of goals they also concede a lot and um, so yeah I've got I've I'm hoping for some attack and returns because I, I know that Villa concede a lot of chance they're actually Villa are actually one of the worst teams um for conceding chances on the left and right flanks and I know Regulon creates quite a lot from that flank he did look so. good last game as well Lewis as well I thought he looked pretty yeah good yeah he did and he, ho- he he always looks really active now a lot of people questioning defensively, but going forward, he's 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 so good. Um, but yeah, Trent against Burnley, I expect something from Trent, whether that's a clean sheet or an attack of a turn. He's he's got to get something from this game. Um, he's done me well since bringing him here, bringing him in, and I think he's probably been one of my transfers of the season so far in terms of second half of the season. So great transfer. Lingard versus West Brom. Poor lately could be linked to his. Deeper, obviously, playing position. Uh, I'm expecting an open game, so I do, I do hope that Lingard can grab something from that. Um, again, Willock bringing in for a great fixture against Sheffield United. Slightly concerned um, with how Sheffield United United made Everton look, um, but again, Newcastle are scoring a lot of goals lately. So. So we're looking at Sheffield United, and I'm looking forward to actually watching a Newcastle game for once, um, which is which is nice. 
Uh, Mares playing tonight, um, an assist already um, in the first four minutes. Obviously, Cancelo red card has not helped at all. Um, but yeah, Mares doing well so far. Um, Salah, captain this week, great fixture against Burnley. Um, actually conceded a lot of goals, um, especially as of late. And now they're playing this attacking style of football. Salah could really, really do well. Uh, Mount versus Leicester, again, he's, he's, he's playing now. Um, so not ideal Mount playing against Leicester, but I do think if we're going to get something from this game, I feel like Mount could be the person that gets it. Um, now we're six minutes into the game. Um, Mount's position looks okay so far. It's it's not as deep. Um, it's I think it's part of the front frail off the double check. Um, but but yeah, so we'll we'll see how Mount gets on there. Kane versus Wolves could could have could have an issue this week. Not captain and Kane. Um, I do think I do think he's got, not against Wolves. Sorry, against Aston Villa. Um, so yeah, I could have an issue not captaining this week. But I just feel that Salah has the better fixture, um, and and just looks he just looks like he can explode goals at any minute. Um, Dominic Cavalier needs to perform this week. One goal in three games just isn't good enough, um, especially because of the fixtures he's had. So he has to perform. Um, so again, just to just to quickly skim through the lineups: Martinez, Dean, Regulon, Trent, Lingard, Willock, Mares, Salah, Captain, Mount, Kane, uh, Dominic Carver-Lewis. So, how are you looking this week, Max? Any uh, who is your captain this week? Well, I'll touch upon your team first. I think Salah, captain, is a good shout. To be fair, if I had Salah mm. and Kane, I probably would have gone for Salah as well. And I'm oh, that's good. Joe Willock. Loving the Joe Willock transfer. <laughs> He's just been a favourite on the pod, doesn't he? And we've talked about Willock so much. Yeah, and... I think at first, I was, because obviously I'm an Arsenal fan, as you probably picked up already, but I think he, he I was kind of joking about him, you know, oh, I think he's going to he's gonna do well, but not actually thinking he's going to have such a kind of impact as he has. And he's he's, correct, he's scored, a, um, as we know, a few goals, but a lot of the time he's getting points for Newcastle, um, which is which is arguably helped them stay up. But yeah, if I go on to my team, um, if I start with my goalkeeper, Melier, and at the t- rec- time of this recording for the pod, I I can say he has not <laughs> he has not started. So hmm. as you can imagine, he has not come off the bench as a goalkeeper. So yeah, I, I, I mean, what can I do there? It's, it's an unfortunate one there. Um, if we move on to my defence... So even though I've moaned about Robertson, and I've still I still have that kind of you know that feeling that oh it might do well, and it's one of those feelings that next season, if it, I think I need to have some rules before I start next season, like I kind of if it hits this amount of games where he hasn't done anything, he's gone, no matter how who it is. But so yeah, I'm still starting him though because I feel like against Burnley he could potentially get he should get. Clean sheet. Um, yeah. So even if he doesn't get a return, attacking return, he's he's got a, a clean sheet there. Um, Dallas. So Dallas. Uh, yeah, I think he's he's looked at, he's looked decent. Of course, as a kind of I don't know. Well, it's interesting to see if he will be made a midfielder next season because we know he's been playing a lot more attacking in attacking position. So yeah. But um, yeah, so going for the clean sheet there. Luke Shaw in, in defence as well. Um, Another game that's gone, and 
<laughs> another game where Luke Shaw has failed to live up to expectations. But we'll move on from Shaw. Um, we'll go to Saka in my midfield, who I feel against Palace, I, as I said, I predicted a 3-1 for Arsenal. So hopefully Saka can, can do something there, uh, get me a return. Looks like a great fixture for Saka, doesn't it? Yeah, and if he does do well, not many people have got him. I know full well, not many people, uh, people kind of, um, rightfully so, have kind of avoided Arsenal playing. Um, but I think Saka has the potential. He's looked dangerous as much as you shouldn't just think, oh, a player looked dangerous because a lot of players look dangerous and don't do anything. But I think Saka has, he's got an assist recently and I think he should have got a few more. Going, moving on to Rashford, he didn't start tonight, um, but I'll let let the pod listeners find out how he did. Uh, Ward Prowse, another uh, midfielder that uh, played tonight, also just recently transferred in, as I said earlier. And then we've got Son in uh, midfield, so I've gone for a three-four-three three, uh, this formation. Son is a uh, while I captured him last week and it didn't return. I feel like he's going to want to make amends because he has. As I mentioned, he's kind of looked frustrated last game, the way he was kind of running out, running deeper, changing positions. Um, so I think he could potentially get a return against Villa. Well, I hope he does for, for the price he is, uh, nine whatever million he is. <laughs> uh, if we go to Bamford up top, so again, another player that's played tonight and I won't touch upon how he's done. I, I did touch upon Melier because that was purely out of frustration that he didn't even play. <laughs> so, but I won't mention Bamford. Um, and then my captain for the week is Kane. Um, last game, I thought, he, of course, he got the goal, which was well taken. Uh, but he could have got, as we said, we, he could have got three. That's why. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be clever this week and pick a differential kind of captain. I'm, I want, I'm picking someone I think is going to get the most points, which you should arguably do every week. But I think sometimes you, you kind of have that hope in your mind that player, that differential. He's not a differential, son, but he's, he's someone that probably wouldn't people would captain someone else probably so that's why um but yeah Kane captain and then my final player of the week is DCL against Wolves I, they you could argue could could get something because Wolves haven't been looking good but then saying that how many chances did uh, Everton have against uh, Sheffield United yeah so yeah we're at there kind of the, as people say the kind of business end of the season so hopefully my team can do something this week but it's again I have to see um, but unfortunate for Yotta because he's on my bench and I haven't transferred any players this week so no transfers this week I've holding the transfer so I'll have two transfers for the final game week so looking to make some changes there so let's uh, let's just have you you anything to add to to that Max no, apart from the fact that I know full well that a few of my players haven't done it tonight, which means it puts a lot of pressure on my captain Kane and a few other players I've got. But you got got to keep optimistic, as they say. Exactly. Um, it's it's important now that actually we we just sort of touch upon our target. So, I mean, obviously, do you do you, do you have a target of where you want to be by the end of the season? So. Two game weeks left, obviously half of sort of half of this one left, and a big one next week. Do you, do you just do you just want to get inside that top top million just and stay yeah, it's, there? It's a difficult one because as as you see on the Twitter community, a lot of people are quite high, and as you would expect, a lot most people that kind of talk about FPL and 
are engaged in the community are doing quite well there are, and a lot of them rightly so are, because of that are in the top 100k now i was at a point i've kind of fluctuated a lot this season so there was a point where i was kind of 800k mark and i was around there for a while and i was looking to aim for the kind of 500k and it's kind of just dropped off a bit and i don't know what's kind of happened because the decisions i've been making haven't been too rash i think i've I think what I've been, what I've done is I've made a few kind of risky, not too risky, but then picks that you could have gone for someone safer. Like when Lingard went on his run, Bruno Fernandes, players like this that have had these runs, and I haven't, I haven't owned the players during these runs, and that's cost me. So while I've dropped just below one point mil, one million, to answer your question, I would say I would ideally like to finish kind of nine hundred k mark. It's not where I want it to be. Um, but it's it's a frustrating one to be honest because you you look at your, each week you're obviously trying to pick um, the picks you're making obviously to, to finish as high as possible but they just haven't really worked out for me uh, so yeah I'm fortunate but um, what about you Lewis where 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 are you, where's your kind of goal and aim to finish I think to be honest if I just want to just briefly touch upon the fact that obviously game week thirteen I was four four million so. Game week thirteen, did you say? Game week thirteen, I was four point three million. So I, that's I think, bad. That, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I'm just trying to. I think the issue was coming up with a realistic target. Now, my my problem is, is as as we've sort of gone along now, if if I just obviously my last, I'd say about ten game weeks now. Yeah, I I think. About 10 game weeks. So from we just have a lot now. So game week 20 game week 25, I was 623k. So one, two, three. Yeah, about about 12 game weeks now. I've not moved from around 600k. I ha- I have, but you know it's it's fluctuated there, you know, to and from. It's it's gone up and then down and then up, down and then up. So that's 12 weeks of being around the 600k mark. Now, I, I was looking at um, what I did prior to that, and it was not taking hits at all. So while I was climbing, I, I, I noticed that when I when I was climbing, I then started taking a hit. So I was 623k, kept climbing, kept climbing, took a 12-point hit, went to six, 765k, then took a 4k hit, Went to 857, took an eight point hit again, 747. So it's hard to sort of draw a line. Hits and, and you could have been, like, yeah, you could have been in a different position. And I think, sure. I think the hits weren't me taking hits as I was in the first 13 weeks because I was a casual. It was, it almost felt that taking the hits because I was rushing myself to get to top 100k because that's i think that's where my my target was and looking back at it it was probably pretty unrealistic to be honest um but but looking back i think that's that's what's happened so it's too many hits but not in the casual hits way in the you know sort of i i need to be different i'm, I'm going to do something differential and get um some some, some more players in so yeah, to come up with a, a realistic target, I, I what I did want two to three hundred k, and we spoke about that a, a few weeks back. 
on the pod to two to three hundred k. Now, for me to climb three hundred k now might be a little bit unrealistic. So, I think just just getting in the top five hundred k. So, I, I need to push for hundred k to get in the top five hundred k for my first season. I'm quite happy with, to be honest, and and I think next season I've learned all these lessons. I've learned, you know, I've, I've made all these mistakes, and, and and again learned some really valuable lessons from that. Um, so again, I'll take them into next season. Um, and I'm just really, really excited about next season already. Um, but I just want to push for that top 500k. So I need to. I've got 100k. I, I need to make up you know, a, a big green arrow um, during this round. So I actually want to look at the, the final week, actually. Uh, week 38. So, I mean, some, some great fixtures for week 38. Arsenal have got Brighton. Um, so, punts-wise, I mean, you, you'd know who the best people to, to punt on for Arsenal, Max. Who would, you, who would you suggest for, you know, for people looking at Arsenal against Brighton? A Brighton a, a team to, to go up against? What do you think? The, the way they've played recently, you could argue that it's a tricky, it's not as kind of plain sailing as, as you would think. I mean, they've scored it, I know they scored against City um, tonight, and looking at the actual current score as well, they're, they're more than capable of causing some problems. Um, but I personally own Saka, and the reason for that is I feel like he kind of, he's, wants to create something. He's always kind of pushing forward when he does play. Um, the thing is with the Arsenal players is it's a tricky one because the back four is not confirmed and not finalised. Mikel Arteta keeps shuffling the wingers about. Uh, if I was personally, I wouldn't go with too many players from Arsenal. If you if you were to, to if you had to pick one or it would either because even up front, for example, if you're looking at Lacazette and Aubameyang, I mean we we don't know who's going to start so. I would personally go with Saka, um, whether that's because I own him. But either way, it's it's a risky one. But it's a good fixture, you could say, on paper. But then once you look at kind of how Brighton have been playing, it's not as it's not as plain sailing. But then saying that, I have gone for a three-one. So, well, not for that, but the, the other game. But hmm. I, I'm going for, I'm going for an Arsenal win either way. So, yeah, it's it's a difficult one. We've got also we've got um, Burnley. Who've got a good fixture against Sheffield United, so potential punts from there maybe would. Um, I think Dominic Carver Lewin is is in a lot of teams. Um, he's he's coming up against City next. Now, for me, I, I you know I don't want Dominic Carver Lewin in my team against City. They also don't want Dean. So let me just read out my my, my eleven and my bench because it's it's not looking great going into final week so I've gone with Pope over um, Martinez so far because Martinez is playing Chelsea so Pope's playing Sheffield United now Dallas has got West Brom so I'm happy with that I'm okay now it gets a little tricky Reguilon's got Leicester not too convinced about that Trent Crystal Palace great Lingard Southampton okay Willick Fulham great Mores Everton might not even play Salah Crystal Palace, he's, he's, he's going to be a great option there. Mount versus Villa, I mean, it's not, it's not my biggest fire, so I'd probably keep Mount in. 
Um, Kane versus Leicester. Can't really take Kane out. Dominic Carvalho-Lewin against City. Dean against City on the bench. Ian Acho playing Tottenham. So I mean, looking looking in terms of in terms of punts, I'd be looking to get rid of Dominic Carvalho-Lewin um, playing against City, and a, mm, potentially Ragnar against Leicester. Now, if we look at some some teams with good fixtures, you've got Burnley playing Sheffield United, quite good. Leeds, West Brom, maybe Bamford. Uh, considering the night he's on tonight, why not? Liverpool versus Palace. It's hard, isn't it? Because we've, we've Trent already. Uh, you obviously have got Robertson. And I've got Salah. Um, I mean, if you haven't got Salah, it's probably a good game to get him in. It might be, yeah. I mean, what was the previous game? Seven 0 seven nil Liverpool. Yeah, it was a bit. It's a bit nuts, isn't it? So, so the thing is, I have DCO as well. So it's interesting that didn't really come. I, I was potentially just going to bench DCL, but looking at obviously his prize and. As you say, it's he's playing City. He could be a way of going for someone cheaper like Wood. May facilitate me getting someone like a more a player like uh, Salah in because I've mm. got players like Rashford that I could probably take out because I've got I think I've got a one point five million spare. So that could um, with a free transfer as well carrying over. That'd be two transfers done there. Well, uh, so it's difficult because none none of the games like are. Amazing. I mean, the Burnley one, yeah, but they're game. They're games where it could go either way, and they're games where you've seen some of the teams that they're playing against, like Crystal Palace, who have done well recently. Yeah. But either way, it's the last game this weekend. It's something that you want to take a bit of a risk, just to kind of purely also because, as we say, it's it's a game that it's FPL, so you want to have a bit of fun with it as well. Any sort of Players that you'd that you'd put on for, for, for City, uh, they play Everton. Um, so obviously, uh, Everton will be playing away, um, and obviously Man City will have the fans back um, for that one. So I mean, we can we can talk about Everton being okay defensively, but this, you know this is Man City with with fans and obviously a full full lineup. So I mean, I've obviously gone for Maritz this week, but would you be tempted anyone by anyone from City? In that game, well, Tor- Torres has looked decent. I know he got the hat the trick the other day, and unfortunately, t- tonight it looks like he got pulled off early. Yeah, yeah. So, um, he, but if he he's probably gonna st- he's not gonna start the kind of Champions League final. So he's he's more likely to start in this sort of game. So it's a game where he it's a difficult fixture arguably, but it's a game where he could do could do well. Um, I was originally looking at Saint Maximin. Because I know a lot of people, like you say, you've got Willock. Not because, but I know a lot of people might be gambling with Willock. And Saint Maximin, um, I thought he's looked decent as well. So it's, he, I thought he could be a suitable alternative for for um, to pick. So that's uh, one of the players that I think I might steer towards. I'm not sure, but then but then again, you've got to think about um, Fulham. I mean they. They have sometimes they look like they're going to concede lows, and other times that they can hold hold it quite well at the back. So it's a yeah. difficult one. I mean, you've got two transfers, haven't you? Obviously, I've I've took a hit this week, so I've only got one transfer going into. I've only got one transfer going into next week, and and probably a couple of issues that I didn't 
really um, set myself up properly to to resolve. Um, I mean, I expect some hits on the last day. I, I, I do think there'll be some hits. Oh, Mount's just assisted Werner, and it's 1-0 to offside. Jesus Christ. Flag's just gone out. There. Yeah, it's just gone out. <laughs> offside. Need that that's, a, that's that one thing that, while we were here, to mention, it does kind of not ruin football. I know it's fairer, arguably, but it kind of does ruin football in the sense that you can never celebrate because... The, the, the linesman keeps his flag down for like half an hour mm. before he makes up his mind. He just I don't see the point. Honestly, I know that we have VAR and the linesman's VAR is only meant to be used kind of to support kind of in the background. But I don't the the longer it it kind of remains in football, the more you feel like linesman's kind of role is going to diminish. But that's I agree for another day. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is a whole different conversation. It's probably a whole podcast. Uh, to be honest, uh, yeah. Let's get. Let's just quickly um, get. Have you thought about any any pence? Obviously, other than Saint Maximum, because obviously Saint Maximum against Fulham uh, could be a great option. Obviously, I own Willick, so I would probably never go into into the last game with um, you know with a double a double Newcastle. But I mean, you'd you'd look at the the home games, wouldn't you? You know, with the home fans back. I mean. You know, well, that's one thing. To, uh, the thing is, I need to. What I also need to monitor Lewis is the fact that Yota, because I know you said that it might be that he might be back. It's something I need to consider whether he could be um, could be available because that kind of does change the kind of plan a little bit. Because if I go for DCL and get rid of him for a cheaper option, then it obviously gives me a bit more money to spend to play with. So then. Would that then make me change my? If Yotta's fit, then maybe I don't go for Salah. It's it's one of those where you have to kind of monitor it a little bit and see um, see what the best decision is. But to be perfectly honest, I have not fully decided what my exact decision will be yet because I need to I need to see how much more how much of a risk because I know I've got the two free transfers, but do I then take a minus four to like really you know really go for it? Really go for it just. That last game week, so it's a kind of balancing act. Not to, I don't want to sabotage myself before even starting, as the minus four sometimes does. Yeah. So I mean, in terms of in terms of pants, it, it's it's going to be a game week, last game week, where everyone um, just goes a bit mad, isn't it? No one's going to play that safe, are they? Well, it depends how you take it because. Some people might feel it depends where you are as well, rank wise. But I think mm. most people will be wanting to gain as they just naturally. They won't be thinking, "Oh, if I made that transfer and it backfires." Like most people will be wanting to, they will be willing to take a little bit of a risk just because it's more fun. Final game, it'd be good to kind of take that risk to try and gain as high as you can. So, I mean, yeah, maybe maybe most people will take a punt on someone that's maybe not so so well owned. Yeah, I think the the, the obvious the, the players that um, initially stand out to me on that final day, Liverpool at home against Crystal Palace. So Trent and Salah already in the team for me. Um, Salah which would probably be um, a priority for me to to get in if I didn't already, and it's sort of why I brought him in um, this week. I do like Newcastle away at uh, Newcastle um, playing Fulham away. I do like that. 
Um, you've got West Ham who are playing at home. Now, obviously, haven't looked fantastic um, going forward, have they, West Ham lately? And, and and obviously, United away, where where they also have most of their um, success. Um, to Wolves, and a, you know, a Wolves team that really, really could have got um, thrashed the other day uh, by Spurs. So, I mean, potential punt on maybe uh, a Man United player. What I mean, do you, who who do you see from Man United um, in in terms of that could be an option? Cavani, Rashford is. I've had Rashford now for a few. He, he's a kind of. I think he's a risky pick, even though he's quite expensive. And he has got a lot of points recently. He's been one of those players where you don't, you can't rely upon. So, to take if you're kind of following the lines that we just mentioned in terms of taking a risk, then Cavani might be the guy that to go for. Um, whether he starts is another question. That's probably the main thing that you would consider. But Greenwood as well is another player from United. Of course, not forgetting Bruno Fernandez, but. I don't really need to mention him because I think everyone knows what, what he's capable of. But Greenwood and Cavani would be for me. Yeah, I do. I do really like the um, the the thought of Cavani because it doesn't matter how many minutes he plays, he just seems to score. So, I mean, even if he plays similar to how Dotter used to be, I mean, even if he played twenty minutes, he he, he just seems to score. Um, it's obviously his 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 price that. That, that could be an issue because obviously for me um, I do need a striker and, and now I'm, I'm pretty over Bamford he's he's I mean he's been great for, for the majority of the season I just want someone a bit not against West Brom yeah see I do, it's 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 tougher when you say the fixture because I do really like the fixture uh, maybe it's just me being a little bit better about Bamford that sort of thing the, the, the minute I take him out, he scores. And, and obviously tonight... You can't be bitter, Lewis. You can't be like me and be bitter the whole season not having Bruno Fernandes and just be so stubborn for some unknown reason and not bring him in. Yeah, exactly. And I think I need to, to look to look at that. And maybe maybe I do go Bamford. It's it's a tough one. There's, there's a lot of options out there for the last day and I, and I think a lot of people are going to be taking um, some, some big punts. And I think as long as you've got the... You know the big players. I think because obviously Spurs have got Leicester now. I own I own Kane and, and Leicester are really gunning for the Champions League. It is is Kane? Does Kane have to be in the team for that last day? I mean, could he not free up funds um, somewhere else? For maybe even a, a move to Bruno in the last day. I mean, what what would you think? I mean, he's going for the golden boot. It could be his last game for Tottenham. I don't know whether it's the time to get rid of him, to be honest. That would be my thought process, purely based on whether these... I'm basing that on the fact that some of this knowledge from Sky might be completely wrong. But I think on the basis that there's a kind of speculation around Kane, he's going to be wanting to finish. Well, Lever is going to be wanting to get as much money as possible so he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna want Kane to get some goals um I would personally I wouldn't take out Kane mm, yeah it is a, it is a tough one isn't it it's I would a take, tough one. I, I would take out DC if you've got that player that's a bit more expensive I would take out DCL because because it, just look at the on paper he's against he's against City Everton have been a bit kind of 
and them being consistent is is more of a risk. I feel. Either you've got to remember. I think sometimes the fixtures, even though they've got a, a hard um, fixture, it's still you've got a top player in Kane. It doesn't really matter who he plays. He's still going to be able to break him down and score a goal, isn't he? Yeah, that's it. And, and to be honest, it's I I would love to go into the last week with Bruno Kane and Salah, but it's just not going to happen. I don't think. Um, it, you know, going into the week with all these premiums, um, but yeah. Um, so I mean, in terms of in terms of our team lineups for next week, there won't be a pod um, now from us um, in terms of FPL. I think our next pod will be looking at EFF, obviously Euro Fantasy Football. Um, Max, you're sort of more looking forward to that now, aren't you? Um, now that we're sort of sneaking out of the FPL season. It's something to kind of a fresh a fresh kind of look at football. I, I think because obviously my rank isn't amazing at the moment, it has kind of has made it a bit frustrating when you're playing and you're not getting the points that you want. But I think also it, Euro, Euro, uh, the European Championships is a good, it's different as well. It's not the same as fantasy, uh, the Premier League. It's a kind of, it's going a lot quicker in terms of the overall. It's only six weeks period, so it's a quick kind of turnaround. But it's, at the same time, you've got lots of games, lots of things happening. So I think it's quite fun. Um, it'd be quite a fun way to kind of fit, to move straight into after the FPL season's ended. So we haven't really planned on a day yet for our EFF pod. Um, so it'll be it, it it will be our next podcast will be based solely on. Um, Euro fantasy football. Have you had a look at a draft yet, Max? I have not. Um, I've been tempted, but at the same time, I wanted to kind of focus my last kind of bit of attention on the FPL uh, season and just see what I can do there. But we've got, as we know, we've got a bit of time before the kind of, before the Euros start, and I need a lot of time because I feel like I'm not familiar with a lot of the team, the kind of players out there for, because I don't follow religiously the other European leagues um, so I need to keep keep keeping tabs on some of the players but as I s- said on Twitter um, there's been some great kind of threads on there where people have been looking at as for myself as well people have been looking at in individual countries and groups and what what players are going to start here or what what's a kind of risky risky group so there's a lot out there but I'm going to sit down and have some time to kind of relook at at my team so I haven't haven't picked any yet but I believe you have Lewis haven't you yeah so I mean I've had I've had some some looks at a draft and obviously I think the the, the closer we get to the day the the squads get the, you know the, the squads get announced officially so I mean we could do a final um, final pod on FPL. Um, I mean, we could do that. We could look into that maybe before we dive straight into the uh, EFF. Um, but we'll talk about that, Max, and, and um, we'll, we'll let everyone know anyway. And obviously, if we do, we'll, we can catch up on everything that we've done so far this week. So anything to add um, to the pod, Max, before we go? Um, well, just my dodgy differential for the week is uh, kind of halfway through the week. So for, for the games that have happened tonight and the games that have happened that happened tomorrow. So I've already okay. I've already um, touched 
well, you might have already seen my tweet anyway, but for the dodgy differential, it was Madison. And for the differential, it was St. Maxim. So we will see how that goes. And yeah, hopefully I, I can move some, to, to some correct calls this week. Well, thanks for joining me again, Max. It was nice to catch up uh, yet again. Um, we'll keep you guys updated with what we do in terms of um, podcasts, whether it be a final round of the FPL action or uh, missing that and going straight to the EFF, uh, the Euros Fantasy Football. Um, so we'll keep you guys updated on Twitter. And um, thanks for listening again. And, and thanks again, Max. Good to catch up. Thanks, thanks, guys, for tuning in. And we'll catch you next time. Cheers.